Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope that these messages encourage and inspire you in your personal journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. So we are starting a new series called Healthy Church. Yeah, yeah, Healthy Church. It's actually going to be our theme for the, for the year. There's such, such thing that like a church can be healthy, right? Like we, deal, we can deal with certain things the right way, the kingdom way, right? So in order for a church to be healthy, we have to deal with some unhealthy things, right? So, so throughout this year, we may come down your street. I'm just saying, it's not me, it's the Holy Spirit, right? We want the church to be healthy, you know? Because the thing, so sometimes churches hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. So we need to get it right as a church. We need to be healthy. It is a such thing that a church can be healthy. We want to be that church. How many want to be healthy? How many want to serve in a healthy church? Yeah. That means we have to deal with certain things. We have to deal with one another. You want to be healthy? Try dealing with your neighbor the right way. When you're offended, don't run. Deal with it. Sit there. Deal with it. Learn how to deal with it. If you don't know how to deal with it, learn how to deal with it. Talk. Some people just don't want to talk. They just want to be mad. That's a lonely place to be. Just mad. Every day, mad. Let's just be that healthy church where we see healing take place in the church. Right? When people come in every single service with a testimony, that can happen in church. We want to be a healthy church. How many want to be a healthy church? Yeah, hallelujah. Now you're responsible for agreeing. Your agreement now, now you're responsible for agreeing. We have an anchor scripture, which I love, in Matthew 16, 19. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. So God's giving us the authority to be a healthy church. God's given us the authority. He's given us the keys. You know, it is the most frustrating thing to lose keys. Sometimes I believe it's, it's, a, it's a, um, a demonic intervention. <laughs> I, I'm serious. It's like because it always happens at the time that you're running late. It's like, I don't know where the keys go. I don't know if it has legs or something. Like, so at one moment, like, I just saw my keys, and the next moment, it's gone. Like, why? I'm not a bad person. I just want to find my keys. Why is this happening to me? It's like, I have to be somewhere. Why is this happening to me? I believe it's a, it's, a, it's a divine intervention. I mean, it's a demonic intervention, right? I'm just saying, I, I just feel like it's just like, oh, my gosh, why is the enemy testing me right now? Or things like that. And listen, I love my wife. She prays about everything. But I just don't feel saved in that moment. Like, I don't want to pray to find my keys. I just want to find my keys. 
Like, I take a save break. It's like, let me, I'm just mad because I can't find my keys. And I feel like sometimes, like, like, I'm saying, God, I'm hoping you're not testing me. Don't try to give me a sermon about keys. I don't want to be spiritual right now. I just want to find my keys and go. Find my keys and go. But lo and behold, the Lord gave me a message about keys. <laughs> the Lord gave me a message about keys. Because some of us are still looking for our keys to the kingdom. And God's saying, I already gave them to you. Some of us are praying for the same things. Some of us are looking for answers for certain things. God said, I already given you the keys to the kingdom. Some people are still praying about um, defeating certain things in your, in your past and things like that. God said, I've already given you the keys to the kingdom. God is not going to come down from heaven and give us the keys because he already gave it to us. He's not going to come back and give us the keys. He said, I already gave you the keys. Why should I have to come back? Why are you asking for them again? You have the keys to the kingdom. He says, I'm giving you the authority to, to bind and to loose. I'm giving you the, the authority to open certain doors and to lock certain doors. Are you with me? He said, I'm giving you the keys to bind. To bind is to take something captive. Right? To disallow it. To bind it. And, and then what you, what you bind, so whatever you bind, you loose the opposite of what you bind. So, it's, so it goes like this. So whenever you see something that's not godly, Right. So every, you see something that that's the opposite of, of, of godly character. You have the ability to to bind and to lose something. Something's coming to your home and into your home. And you feel like this is not right. This doesn't feel like the presence of God. This feels like some, uh, some other type of presence. You have the ability to bind and to lose something. So it goes something like this. So if you so if you're experiencing pride. Right. You say I bind up pride right now. In the name of Jesus, and I loose humility. I loose humility. And so if you're experiencing sickness, you know someone that's, that's, that's sick right now. I just want to take a moment right now and bind and bind sickness. That includes physical illness. Uh, it includes um, depression right now, racing thoughts. I bind up right now the authority that's given to me from, from God. I take the keys. I bind up sickness right now, and I loose healing in this place, all in this place. I loose healing in this place right now in the name of Jesus. We have the authority to bind and to loose. If it's not God, you disallow it. It does not belong here. I am a child of God, so I'm using my authority to take something captive. It doesn't belong. I'm taking it captive, and I'm throwing it out, and I'm loosing things from, from heaven right now in Jesus' name. If your mind's not right, God said that he's given us a sound mind, a sound mind, because God is a God of order, not a God of confusion right now. So if your mind is confused right now, so you bind that up and you loose that sound mind over your life. Yes. Are you with me? Amen. Are we going somewhere? Yes. Are, you, are you feeling good? I don't want to be the uh, uh, person of bad news or the bearer of bad news, but I must tell you the truth, right? I must tell you the truth. 
The keys won't work if you're not actively pursuing God. The Bible says, if you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. God doesn't want a distant relationship with you. You can't, you can't use your keys from a distance. Amen? So you, can't, you, can't, you have to be close. In order to use the keys to the kingdom, you have to be close to the king. We can't have a distance. So we have to actively pursue God. He says, if you draw near, listen to those words. Sometimes I think it's just, it's just Bible to us. Hey, this is like real life stuff, right? If you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. So we're looking for answers in our lives, but we're looking for it from a distance. God said, if you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. That means that he will answer certain prayers. He will tell you what, what you ought to do. He'll give you the word to, to take care of things. He will give you the authority, the ability to bind and to loose certain things. So my subtitle for this message is Keys to Draw Near to God. Keys to Draw Near to God. Are you ready to go? So let's, so when we have an answer in um, uh, James 4, if we want to just turn to James 4, and this is where we can get some of the uh, uh, keys to draw near to God. So James 4, starting in verse 7. It says, Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. <laughs> And purify your hearts, you double-minded. <laughs> the Bible is rough. <laughs> be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourself before the Lord, and he will exalt you. That is awesome. So keys, keys to draw near to God. So it says here in verse 7, the first one is submit yourself to God. This day and age, submission is like a curse word to people. Some people just won't submit. It's amazing. Some people won't submit to God or any other authority. So if they're not going to submit to God, there's no way they're going to submit to human authority. Right? It's just like a curse word. I truly believe that's why that this is the, one of the reasons that weakens the church. That's why we don't see miracles in the church is because we, we do. We have some people just won't submit, submit, completely submit themselves to God. So they will submit halfway. But there's certain things that they love to do. They will not submit to God. And it produces lukewarmness. It really does. God's saying to submit yourself. It says here, in order to, to draw near to God, you must submit yourself to him. You must submit yourself to him. It's, you know, it's really frustrating as a pastor. I have to just be honest with you. When I see certain things in, in individuals, right, and I tell them, like I see certain things, God reveals certain things to me as a shepherd, right? As a shepherd under God's authority, I see certain things and they won't listen. 
and they make a decision, and they go and ruin, ruin their lives. Yeah. It's really frustrating. It's disheartening, actually. There's a such thing like God appointed a leader in the church to, right, to see certain things that you may not see. We all have blind spots, right? Yeah. Right? So when people say, to, say, well, Pastor, well, I hear from God, too. Well, I know, well, I, you should. Well, hearing from God is like he speaks to your spirit. He speaks through the word of God, and he speaks to others. So do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> so God, so God just not going to speak to you. Amen. God speaks through his word. He speaks through others. That's why mentorship is so important. Discipleship is so important. God will assign a person in your life. He will assign you to a person to mentor you. Yeah. It still works. God will use that individual to help you in life. Amen. So it's disheartening when, when, I, when, I, when I'm talking to someone and I see certain things. It's just like because my, my heart is for them to not uh, have anything blocking their blessing. Yeah. Not to have anything that we don't want anything to get in God's way. Yeah. God's way. He's, God is not going to force himself on you. So we have areas in our life that blocks his blessing because we just, we just won't submit. We just won't submit. And I, I think some people don't really understand the concept of submission. You know, some people think um, a, a submit, submission is when um, God or someone in authority uh, tell them to do something that they agree with. <laughs> That's not true submission. True submission is when you don't agree. When God asks you to do something that you don't agree. Because God will always ask you to do something that would take you out of your comfort zone. Yeah. yeah. Some things that you are comfortable doing are unhealthy for you. He will always pull you out of that. And it will make you uncomfortable. Because he wants to be the person you need. Right? He, he wants to be the person that you, all that you need is him. Amen. So he will always pull you out of your comfort zone. Right. So um, this wonderful word submission to submit to God means to arrange oneself under the command of a divine viewpoint rather than a uh, to rather to live according to one's old way of life based on a human viewpoint. Wow. So it's the process of surrendering your will to God. Like, do you know God has a better plan for your life? His plan is better than yours? Maybe that's for some people. Some people believe that. But apparently, not everybody in here. Like, honestly, like, he created you. Like, his plan is better than yours. Like, he's smarter. He's more mighty. He's more powerful. Like, we can't really describe God. We can try, but words don't even do any justice. Like, he's better than you. I'm sorry. He's better than me. Like, he reminds me of that. Dude, I'm better than you. Right? God is better. So, submission is the key to God's authority. Submission is the key 
to God's authority. Before we can exercise authority, we must first practice submission. And that's what the centurion soldier did. He understood submission. When he, when he saw Jesus coming down, he wanted Jesus to heal his servant. The first thing he did, the first thing he did, he submitted to Jesus. He told him about the situation, and Jesus said, I'm going to come to your house. He said, nah, all you have to do, sir, is say the word. All you have to do is say because he understood to me. He had soldiers that he was over, but he understood. As soon as he went to Jesus, his posture was, I need to submit because you know better. You know better, and you know what's better. And I know your word is so powerful, all you have to do is just say it. Just say the word, and it will happen. Amen? So some things, so, so sometimes God's just waiting for us just to submit to him. And all he would do is just say the word and change what happened in your life. You. He'll just say the word. Are we okay? Yes. Huh? Yes. Are we okay? Some people looking at me like, yeah, see, you're having a hard time submitting to this word right now. <laughs> That's all right. I told you, like this whole year, like the Lord's coming down your street. Amen. He's already coming down mine. So I, you know, just, you might as well just let him in. You want this year to be different? Let him in. Yes. Create a space for God. Make room for him. Amen. He wants to bring about change. He wants to produce miracles in your life, change in your life, blessings in your life. You got to make room. Amen. Don't leave here with the same stuff. He said every week that you come here, every day that you praise me and worship me and pray with me, leave it at the altar. Create an altar in your home and just leave stuff there, submit it to me. I'll make it better. Can we exchange some things? Give me what you're struggling with. I'll give you something better. I'll give you for something from heaven, and it will make your life better. That can happen in our lives. Yes. Is someone excited this morning? Yes. I don't know. Every time I hear that, I just get excited. Amen? See, because... The keys just will not work. You cannot loose heavily things until you bind up areas that aren't submitted. They try to loose things and bind things and bind things and loose things, but it won't work until you bind up what you won't submit. Wow. Oh, thank you. I need that because as a pastor, you understand. Like, you know, I know it's hard, but I appreciate the encouragement. But it's true. Right? It just won't work. See, if you can't submit to God's authority, your problems won't submit to your authority. I, I didn't say it. Look at, look at Acts 19, 14. You guys think I make this stuff up. 14, 16. Acts 19, 14, 16. It says, also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish priest, who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are you? And so look at what happened. Then the man, uh, then the man in whom the evil spirit was, was leaped on them, overpowered them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the, that house naked and wounded. <laughs> right? So, that, so, it overpowered them. So if you don't submit to God's authority, your problems will not submit to your authority. Your problems will be like, um, 
Jesus I know. Paul I know. But who are you? Under whose authority you're under? Because we do submit to someone's authority. I don't know whose authority. It might be your own authority or, or something else or someone else's authority, but it ain't Jesus. Your problems, but it ain't Jesus, because only Jesus can bind and loose things. Do you got the same keys that Jesus has given you? I don't see the keys to the, and to the heaven in your hands. Because we won't submit certain areas to God. Submit. Think about what area God's asking for in your life. What area you won't submit? This is not going to be the same as last year. We're breaking patterns. Amen? We're breaking patterns this year. Are we going to do this together? We're going to heal together. So, right, if we need to cry together, we'll cry together. Amen? But we're going to fight together. We're going to fight the enemy's plans. Amen? And we're going to fight the enemy that's within all of us because the enemy is an enemy, 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 enemy. So second one, second one, second one. It says here, so it says submit, submit yourself to God, right? Right? Can we go back to James 4? Then it says resist, resist the devil, back up, and he will flee. Because I want us to see this, Right? It says, resist the devil and he will flee. Will the enemy flee because you're a child of God? Only because you're a child of God? So how will the enemy flee? If we resist the devil, he will flee. If we resist the devil, he will flee. See, the resisting the devil is the key to lock doors to his plan. There's certain doors we leave open. Let this be the year that we completely shut the doors that are unhealthy in our lives. Shut it and use the key to lock it. Don't leave the door open. If you're going to be successful this year, you must close the door to areas of your life that does not glorify God. Does not glorify God. Come on, we keep leaving doors open for the enemy to come in. Amen? Because if you, if you keep walking through the same door, the enemy knows where you are. He knows where to find you. Right? He knows where to find you. You know, so it's, 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 it's hard sometimes people, you know, hear people say that, man, well, the enemy keeps attacking me. I know it's because I have such a great call in my life. God's doing something in my life. But the enemy keeps attacking me. The key word is keep. He keeps. He keeps attacking me. But the word says, if you resist the devil, he will flee. If the enemy keeps attacking you, it's probably because you have not resisted him. Could be a possibility, right? The enemy will come, he will attack, he will try to steal and kill and destroy because you are amazing. You have an amazing call on your life. So of course he is threatened by you, amen? But he's more threatened if you resist him. 
Because he said, if you, if you resist the, the devil, he will flee. So we have to practice resisting the devil. You can't just expect him to uh, flee if you don't resist him. Amen? So we have to resist when, when we want, when we feel something rising up, when we feel pride rising up, or we feel like we want to um, um, gossip and, and things like that. Amen? Gossip with gossipers. Amen? Say, so, you know, I'm going to resist gossiping. You, you know, re, uh, remove me from this 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 community, amen, of gossipers. I'm going to resist. I'm going to hold my tongue because it's, it's power in, in our tongues, amen, to, to, to speak life or to speak death. So I'm going to resist. So we have to practice resisting the enemy. Resisting the devil locks the doors to his plan. His plan is to kill, steal, and destroy whatever success, whatever peace, whatever joy you have. He wants it all. We must resist him. Turn to your neighbor and say, resist him. Resist him. Resist him. Don't keep walking through the same doors. Amen? Don't keep walking through the same doors, the things that kind of feed your flesh. Amen? Don't keep experiencing the same things in your, in your life. Amen? See, Jesus showed us how to resist the devil, at least on two occasions. Right? So the, the, the first time was when his interaction with Peter. When Jesus was, though he was headed to the, to the cross, the, the time was near, and um, um, Peter always, he's always the one to, to say something, and, and so Jesus didn't like his comment. He was just like, get thee behind me, Satan. Right? It's funny how when they show pictures of the, of the devil on, on TV or, or whatever the case, they always paint him as you know, red or orange and all oh, this and that. You know, things like that. So you know what the de- who the devil could look like? Turn and look at your neighbor. <laughs> I couldn't wait. I woke up in the middle of the night. I said, I can't wait to say that. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's so awesome. So, but if we're not careful, if we're not careful, right, we can say certain things that's ungodly. I mean, Peter was amazing. I mean, Jesus, I mean, Jesus said, you know, because of Peter, I'm going to build my church upon this rock. You are a rock. I'm giving you the keys to, to the kingdom. But Peter said some wicked stuff that was not of God. Amen. You have to be careful what messages that you're listening to. Amen. So sometimes the enemy is in, is in the me. He was like, he looked at Peter. He was just like, um, that's not you talking. That's, that's the enema. Get thee behind me, enema. <laughs> you know, that stinks. But the second... <laughs> but he showed us how to resist the, the enemy uh, uh, a second time. He quoted, uh, in Matthew 4.4, 4, he quoted Deuteronomy 8.3. And it's amazing. He said, so when the enemy was tempting him, he says, hey, uh, um, but he answered, it is written. Man should not live by bread alone, by, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So he took the word of God and resisted the enemy. He reminded him, he quoted Deuteronomy 
you know, Deuteronomy is the Old Testament. So he was quoting the word. Even Jesus had the word in his heart and he quoted him. Amen. So, so and this is the time where Jesus was on the mountain and he was tired and he was hungry. But his spirit was full. He fed his spirit and starved his flesh. So anytime your flesh is craving the thing that you've been struggling with, bind up that temptation and loose the word of God over it. So you got to have the word of God in your life. You have to have the word of God in your spirit. Are you with me? So when God says that I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom, you say, you know where the keys of life? This is the key to life. So it's the key. This is the key to life. So we must read it. Then we must receive it. And then we must apply it. It's amazing. I want you to just do something with me. Everyone hold out your hand like this. Hold out your hands like this. God's saying, God gave us beautiful beautiful hands. He's saying that you are to be my hands. You are to be the hands of God. I'm giving you authority. I'm giving you authority to make a difference. I'm giving you to authority to bless certain things. I'm giving you authority to heal people. These, these, these beautiful hands, God's placing kingdom, kingdom things in your hands. He says that your hands are blessed. Blessed, full of authority, full of opportunity. It says, so when you read my word and receive it in your heart, then you apply it. You apply what my word says. It's amazing opportunities that you have in, in, in your hands, just like companies and, and all this, just opportunities you're, you're going to be able to experience in your life. Just look at the beautiful hands, beautiful hands. He says, I remember every life that was touched through those hands. Those hands, these beautiful hands, you have amazing opportunities. Beautiful hands that you have, because I've given you the authority to make a difference. I speak this over your life right now. In 2020, everything that you touch will prosper in the name of Jesus. Because you are the hand of God. You are the hand of God. You're the hand of God. But it's the other side to that. Can we go back to the scripture? It's the other side to this. I want us to get this part. The other side to it, James 4, James 4, uh, go to verse 8, James 4, verse 8. It says, to draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands. Just as you have authority that, um, over certain things, you have authority to raise up a thing, you have the authority to kill a thing. He's saying to cleanse your hands. What have you not submitted? What have you not resisted? He says, don't, don't make your hands dirty. Wash your hands. Make this be the year that you wash your hands of any sin, like actively pursuing sin. Because what happens, you can touch godly things and curse it. God made your hands beautiful, amazing. He said, wash your hands. Wash your hands. 
Cleanse your hands this year. Make sure that your hands are, are clean. Is this okay? Is this, do you still love me? Say, wash your hands. God's going to use you to do amazing things. Let nothing else be on your hands. Say, wash your hands. Wash your hands. God is amazing. You're going to do amazing things. So what I want us to do to, to, today, just, just take a moment and ask God, it's like, God, what have I not given up? What have I not resisted? What have I not submitted to you? What are those things? I want my hands to be clean. I want us to do this in the altar car later on. I want to anoint your hands today. I want to anoint your hands today because God's going to do amazing things in your life. Everything that you touch will prosper, but make sure your hands are clean. That's your job. That's our job to clean our hands. That's real talk, right? It's just real talk. I want this church to be a healthy church. We have to talk about unhealthy things. Amen? So uh, last thing I want to give you, last thing I want to give you. I don't have a long message for you today. Last thing I want to give you. It says here in James 4, it says, humble yourself. Can we put that back up? It says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. And he will lift you up. Actually, I, I like the other version better where it says, that he will exalt you. I love that word better. He will exalt you. If you humble yourself, he will exalt you. Uh, Matthew 23, 12 says, whoever exalts himself will be humbled. And whoever humbles himself will be exalted. <laughs> I love that scripture. So regardless... Regardless how you do it, you're going to be humbled. <laughs> right? God will see humility in all of us no matter what. You can, you know, you can either um, uh, uh, be humbled or you can get humbled. I choose to be humbled. <laughs> right? God's no joke. So we must be humble on purpose. Then God will exalt us on purpose. Is anyone there? So humility, so, so let's back up for a second. So submission is the key to God's authority. Resisting the enemy is the key to lock doors. Humility is the key that opens doors. Right? So we have to make a choice to submit, I mean, to, um, to be humble. See, I, I try to make choices that reflect humility. Um, you're going to hear me talk about humility a lot. It's one of, uh, one of my favorite things to, to talk about because I think it's, you know, I, I think pride with just human nature, I think it's, it's, it's a kind of a, a thing that we all struggle with. Let's just be honest, right? But God loves humility. God loves humility. See, I, so I try to, I try to make this, uh, choices that reflect humility because like, humility creates space for new opportunities, new perspective, right, and um, um, just new ideas. Right? So as a, as a pastor, having a, pa a pastoral team, you know, it's important for me to create opportunities for, uh, create space for new opportunities, new ideas, and new perspective. 
right? So I don't walk into the room and be like, I'm in charge, and you know, everyone listen to me. No one cares. No, like, who, who cares? Who cares? But we just have so many people around the table with wisdom and with ideas and things like that. So I look for opportunities to, to make a choice that reflects humility, right? So it's the thing to admit, my, I try to admit my wrongs to God and to others. Never get too big to say that, you know what, I'm wrong and I'm sorry. So I, wanna, I, want, I want my life to reflect humility, right? So we must learn to receive feedback from others gracefully. It's something that reflects humility. See, humility before God is not complete unless there is also humility before man. A true test of our willingness to humble ourselves is the willingness to share with others the weakness we confess to God. So look for ways that reflect humility. I love this church. I love uh, to see uh, the guys like set up and break down every week. They do it with such humility. Are they in the room? I want you guys to stand up for a second. I want you guys. Who, who's the, who's the, the guys that set up and break down? Come on. Don't be shy. Just set up and stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Here's the thing. God, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. God sees your humility every week. He sees every equipment that you pick up. He sees every item that you pick up. He sees how you serve with such humility, such humility. And the Bible says, and it says in this verse, when if you are humble, he will exalt you. Here's what the Lord is saying to each of you. As you set up and break down, he is going to set you up to different levels, to new opportunities, new ideas, new perspective, new doors that you will be walking in. And he will break down any <laughs> enemy's plan. He will break it down. It won't work. It won't work. So he will set you up. He is exalting you this year. So I love that. God's saying that if we remain humble, he would exalt us. It's a word over Calvary this year. It's a word over Calvary this year. My heart, listen, God's given you the ability to change certain things. There will be promotions in your job. There will be promotions in this church. But for every leader in this church, we have to make sure that our hands are clean. Because you don't want to stunt any growth in your life, but life of others. We must make, we want to be a healthy church. This is the type of stuff that we must deal with. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Because if we, so God is challenging us right now. He says, will you submit the thing that you love, that your flesh is loving, but grieving your spirit? It's hard to grow, right, if we don't submit. 
We don't submit certain areas in our lives. Some amazing hands that we have to do mighty things for his kingdom. Amazing, amazing things. God is setting you up to do amazing things. Amazing things. I know this is not like a shout and message. <laughs> right, maybe last week was one of them, but this is not the one. But this is the message that will move us right forward. To move us forward. Amen. This year will not be the same. We will see the hand of God. We hope this message was impactful to you. If you would like to hear more, please remember to subscribe. For more information, you can visit our pages on both Facebook and Instagram. God bless you and have a great rest of the week.